Hello and welcome to Spirit Life Applied, episode 16. Walk softly and carry your calling. Walk softly and carry your calling. Today we're looking at Ephesians chapter 4 verses 1 through 3. And we'll be reading in the New King James and then in the Amplified Bible. So get your Bible and let's look together at this uh, great selection of scriptures that we're looking at in Ephesians 4. It says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. The Amplified says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord appeal to and beg you to walk, to lead a life worthy of the divine calling to which you have been called, with behavior that is a credit to the summons to God's service, living as becomes you with complete lowliness of mind, humility and meekness, unselfishness, gentleness, mildness, with patience, bearing with one another and making allowances because you love one another. Be eager and strive earnestly to guard and keep the harmony and oneness and produced by the Spirit in the binding power of peace. This title that we've chosen today is kind of a twist on the phrase that Theodore Roosevelt made uh, popular when he said, walk softly and carry a big stick. We as Christians are being admonished in these verses on how we should walk, but we are completely different and we're going in a different direction than intended by the phrase that was born out of foreign policy tactics. The kingdom of God has its own ways of dealing with uh, each other in, in the body of Christ and the world. And the, the Bible teaches its own culture. So we're going to take, maybe borrow from the, the uh, wording that was used and say, walk softly and carry your calling. It's not about showing that we, showing off that we have power, as may have been the intention of Mr. Roosevelt, but it's about walking softly and having the attitude that I have a divine calling And I have a big God. He is powerful, but I am not here to to gloat about that. But yet, I'm here to represent who He is. In verse 1, it says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you are called. You know, he's, He's identifying Himself again. He's He's actually living before us what he's preaching with humility by calling himself the prisoner of the Lord. 
he could have come up with a lot of other titles to glorify his ministry, to make himself look more appealing. But that's not what he does here. He calls himself the prisoner of the Lord. He puts himself in a position that says, I am accepting what God has called me to, and I am identifying with the fact that I am crucified with Christ. I'm a prisoner unto the Lord. Jesus is my master, and I do. I am here at his beck and call. He is a prisoner in the prison of Rome, but yet he's saying more than that. He's saying, I'm the prisoner of the Lord, and he is willing to uh, be a prisoner in the physical realm, and in the spiritual realm, I be, I, he's saying, I beg you to walk worthy of the calling. Now, what does that mean, to walk worthy? It means lead a life. It means that we walk it out, that we practice what we preach. You know, there's this thinking out there that we can have a religion and not have to practice it on a day-to-day basis, that it shouldn't affect what we do Monday through Friday. Only It's only for Sunday. There's this whole idea that, uh, that religion is separate from everything else in our lives. And Paul here is debunking that theory. He is letting us know that it's not... It's something we just do and and talk about and uh, practice on one day a week. But he's saying, I'm talking to you about your everyday life. Every moment that you are alive, we are to walk or have a lifestyle according to the way we've been called, the divine calling. So he's saying, I appeal and beg you to walk, to lead a life worthy of that calling to which you've been called, with behavior that is a credit to the summons to that calling. He was concerned that believers should cross the bridge from analysis to action, from theology to morality, from Christian faith to Christian life, from the revelation of doctrine to the development of practice, He made this very strong appeal as the prisoner of the Lord. So he's giving us a very strong teaching here. He's gone over, he's gone over theology in this book of Ephesians and helped us to get a foundation of where we are uh, in, in Christ, how we are in Christ and we have this foundation and we're rooted in love and we we walk in a certain way but we we have these understandings in the mind of what it is that we have experienced in Christ that's the theology part and now he is bringing it down to the application the name of this podcast is spirit life applied and that's what where i want to help us learn how to take the word of god and apply it to our everyday life so that we will walk in a way that's worthy of our calling. So we will 
exemplify to the world who Jesus is by our actions. There's a phrase out there that says, you're the only Bible some people will ever read. Because the way we act and conduct ourselves, the way we talk to people, the way that we um, choose to communicate on social media and in relationships of that way is a reflection of Christ. If we are identifying with Him, then our life and our ways of doing things should back that up. So Paul was concerned here that we make the transition from from analysis to action and theology to morality, Christian life or Christian faith to Christian life. It he describes in the verses the unity and the diversity that is in the New Testament church by giving us the example of how we're part, like a body and we have different parts that are important. But the word, when he says worthy, it's, it's an adverb of manner uh, used with scales. Basically, it means to bringing up the other beam of the scales or bringing into equilibrium It carries the idea of one thing being equivalent of another. In other words, a Christian practice should weigh as much as or be equivalent to his profession. If it truly does weigh as much as that person will be doing what the whole book of Ephesians tells him to do. And these are comments from the complete biblical library that I'm reading right there. So he's talking about what what it means, the word worthy in the original language. is talking about like a scales where we have a walking worthy means that we have the... uh, We back up what we say we believe with our actions. We bring balance by by causing people to see that we talk the talk and we walk the walk. We are actually setting before them an example that is the real deal. That what we believe is also what we practice. So let's move on. It's reflected in three qualities. So we move on to the, uh, the way that we can reflect these, these qualities. We have in verse 2, let me pull it up here. Verse 2, it says, With all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love. So, lowliness, gentleness, long suffering, bearing with, these are the characteristics that will come along and balance that scale out. So, we're going to. We're going to have a 
way about us that is humble um, with complete lowliness of mind. That's, that's the humility. The meekness is unselfishness, gentleness, and mildness. When we're overbearing and we are forceful and we are obnoxious, we're not having meekness. We're having, when we have patience, we are bearing with one another. In the King James, it says forbear. Well, that means to put up with. <laughs> we, we have to learn. You know, it takes some conditioning for us to, uh, our human nature doesn't want to put up with, with others. It doesn't want to forbear in love. It wants to be aggravated. Frustration is, is a work of our flesh. It's, it's something that comes upon us easily and quickly. And when we uh, dwell in a frustrated state, we're not walking in that gentleness, in that meekness. We're allowing ourselves to be overcome by the circumstances and bringing us to a place that we don't represent our calling. We're called to be uh, rooted and grounded in love and to have an attitude that puts up with others. None of us is going to ever be perfect in all of these attributes, but it is through the Holy Spirit that we can overcome and walk in this kind of attitude. And it's because we do this because we love one another, all from the foundation of love. So we look at the, uh, the text here, and the notes that I have are from uh, the Complete Biblical Library. It says this, Furthermore, it will be reflected in these three qualities, the first being loneliness and meekness, refers to a person's attitude towards self. When we have a, a, an attitude towards ourself, that we don't exalt ourselves, so much of what we've heard, we hear today is about um, self-esteem. But the Bible teaches us that we ought to esteem others more highly than ourselves. Yes, we do need to have a healthy esteem of ourselves in the fact that we love others as we love ourselves. It's not that we should have self-loathing. That's an imbalance. That's a, actually, it can be where when people self-loathe, they are actually uh, dwelling on themselves. And it, it can be a form of, of a selfishness that keeps us from serving others and loving others. But when we learn the balance that we are in Christ, our identity is Him, we have confidence that is in Him. And it gives us the worth and the value knowing Jesus died for us. That is the proper perspective on self-esteem. I am valuable because Jesus was willing to die for me. Wow, you are valuable. You do have an incredible amount of value in God's eyes. 
but so does everyone else. And yes, they should come before you and me. Their needs should come before. When it comes to serving and giving, we should put others first. There's a phrase that I was raised with called J-O-Y. This must surely be Jesus first, yourself last, and others in between. That's the way to have joy when you have those priorities. And Jesus is first. And you love him with all your heart. And he loves you back because you are obedient to him. He loves those who keeps, keep his commandments. And then, then you start to look and see how you can serve others. And you focus on loving others and being given for others and living for the sake of them knowing and seeing the gospel in you. Then you'll find the joy and you will be blessed for it. When you, when you put yourself at the end and Jesus and others first, you'll have joy in your life. That's a fulfilling joy. And when you're miserable and you're exposed to um, constant um, complaining and, and looking and focusing on yourself, that, that is a selfishness that is not God is not pleased with. And so we need to, to make sure that we have that lowliness and that meekness, the right attitudes towards ourself. And when we have that proper balance, we will walk in humility and not be full of haughty pride. A true, humble individual will have a balance, not thinking too highly of himself, nor at the other extreme of putting oneself down. So there is a proper, there's a proper balance here. Well, you'll be meek, which is the opposite of self-assertion. Meekness is the opposite of self-assertion. When people put themselves first and they assert, they're pushing to be at the head of the line. They're pushing to take the first, the best. That's self-assertion. Meekness says, you go ahead. You go ahead of me. You take the first. You take the best. I'll give you my seat. That's meekness. That's, that's saying, I am willing to step aside and put God's ways above my own. The third quality is forbearance. It's a social virtue, expressing the ability to be patient with the weaknesses of other people. When you see that others are not uh, mature, they're, they're behaving immaturely, then that is the time to, to put up with them in love. It's the time to say, okay, I need to step back and realize that there's, there's something that's underdeveloped about this person and they don't uh, understand that they're weak in this certain area and it's not we shouldn't lift ourselves in pride and say, oh, you need to do so-and-so. But we should set an example to them by being patient with them. <laughs> That is the way you will uh, glorify the Lord in those situations when someone is misbehaving and acting out in a way that is immature and um, 
ungodly, the response has to be with patience and love towards them. Otherwise, they won't understand that their behavior needs to change. So we're we're not uh, being vindictive. We're not uh, becoming overbearing in correcting them, but we're setting an example to them. This is about applying what we've learned, applying the scripture and walking it out. In verse 3, it says, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. In the Amplified, Be eager and strive earnestly to guard and keep the harmony and oneness produced by the Holy Spirit in the binding power of peace. Can you make people be unified with you? Absolutely not. It is done through the Holy Spirit. So it means that we endeavor to, we guard to keep the unity. We stand watch to make sure that we don't disrupt the unity by acting in a way that is hurtful. We keep putting up with others and we learn to walk in humility and meekness and love always showing that we want to keep in unity with those who are of the household of faith, who are Christians. And the way we do that is we learn how to respond to others in a way that glorifies God, and that way we are guarding that unity that's there. It's important to keep the peace. When you are... uh, confronted with someone that wants to stir up they want to stir the the pot or maybe they want to gossip to you about someone or complain to you about someone what should your reaction be should you um act like oh i need to get the scoop on this you know or should you uh rebuke them should you um you know, spread the rumors. <laughs> how, how do you respond? Well, if you want to keep the unity in the body of Christ, the way to do that is to is to take what they're do, saying and doing and become an example to them of how we should love and treat others. Tell them that you believe we need to pray for the person, that maybe they're gossiping about someone or complaining. Become a defender of the weak. Say to them, I'm sure that that person is going through something and they're um, having a, a difficult time. We sure do need to pray for them. Boy, that's, that may not be good what, what they've done, but let's pray. The answer is always to bring people back to the place of focusing on the unity and Walking with Jesus, keeping keeping Jesus in the center of it all. If Jesus is at the center, we will be unified. And when we allow strife and division and jealousy and envy and backbiting to come in, it breaks up that unity and separates us. And when we get separated, we become weak and frail. And then we don't have the strength that we need to keep going. 
But when we make a determination to keep that unity, we are, we are saying, I will not be a part of something that divides. I will not be a part of something that is ruthless in its uh, basis of accusation. But I will stand for truth and righteousness. And someone may be acting in a way that is horrible and they may be in sin and they need correction. But there is a way that God wants us to deal with it in love. There are many scriptures about this. We can look um, to, uh, to verses 17 and 18 of this same chapter, Ephesians 4, verses 14 and 15, Galatians 5, 22 through 26, Galatians 3 and 3, Ephesians 2, verse 10, Galatians 6 and 10, Titus 2, 14, 1 John 3, 17 through 18, Psalms 133, 1 through 3, and John 17, 21. These are more scriptures you can look up. If you're struggling with dealing with relationships that are, are keeping you from having uh, unity, these are some scriptures that might can help you. We are not going to be able to walk together with with those who have abandoned what the Word of God teaches. If they have turned away from believing what the Word of God has already established and they are rebelling against that, you're not going to be able to have unity. But to those who are willing to to listen to the Word of God and let the Lordship of Jesus Christ be over them, there is hope. For unity there, and that needs to be fostered. It needs to be um, stoked. It needs to be striven for. It needs to be guarded over. And we need to learn to put up with the little things that aggravate us and frustrate us and cause us to step outside of what the behavior, the calling that we've been given. We represent Jesus Christ. You know, um, sometimes a civil servant will um, have a, a uniform that they have to wear. And um, through my own experience of family members that are in this type of thing, you can't wear that uniform just at any time. It's when you have the uniform on, you represent that job that you're to do. And you have to keep a code of conduct Well, the same applies in the body of Christ. When we represent Jesus Christ, we need to understand there is a way to live and to act and behave ourselves that brings glory to Him and will give us the power to actually guard over the unity that needs to be there in the body. And when we become divisive and begin to to poke and to push people and to stir up trouble, we are actually working against what God has called us to. So walk softly and carry that big calling, that divine calling. Walk softly and meekly and holy 
and know that your great big God has called you to a higher plane of existence, a way that's not like the ways of the world, not not turn, returning vengeance, but yet speaking the truth in love. I hope this has blessed you today and given you some insight into walking out what we all want to strive to do, and we're all tested. None of us are going to be perfect. I know that this is an area that I really need to focus on and let God do something strong in my own life. And when we uh, are faced with adversities and trials, the frustration of our flesh wants to take over, and we can say and do things that are unpleasing. But there is mercy and there is grace, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can overcome. May the Lord be with you and keep you and help you to walk worthy today.